بسم الله الرحمن الرحیم The state of being satisfied with what we have is necessary in order to have peace in this existence. The grasping for things in the world brings about certain anxiety. The overwhelming need to possess things that are beyond our reach brings about anxiety in the world. The need to be involved with or have things that are forbidden brings about disaster, brings about a complete inability to have gratitude, to be satisfied, and to have peace. Now, so many people are looking for peace, but they're looking in the wrong places. There's the story of a man who came to the Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and said to him, Satan is constantly bothering me. I can't have any peace. Uh, every moment he tortures me. Can you do something about this? And the prophet said, come back in three days and called Satan to talk to him. And the prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, said to Satan, why are you bothering this man? And he said, bothering him? He's bothering me. He wants everything that belongs to me. Gold, women, real estate, money, uh, possessions. He's constantly chasing each one of these. And all of these things are mine. Um, the prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, called the uh, man back after the three days and explained to him the nature of what happens to you when you want forbidden things. Now, people have nightmares. And nightmares are often, at least in the way I see it, connected directly to your forbidden needs. When I was young, I used to be uh, on stage often. Uh, I acted in various uh, little theaters and things like that. And I would very often have dreams about being on stage naked and terribly embarrassed. And it came to me this morning 
that if you seek fame, you will end in shame. And it follows that that's what's going to happen because we're not supposed to be famous. We're supposed to be humble. Have you ever had a dream where you, that was a nightmare about being humble? <laughs> Interesting. There are no dreams that frighten you about humility. Things that you can't have often show up in dreams. And they show up in sort of chasing after something. And this constant running. And the inability to get it. And you run faster and faster and faster. And things get totally out of control and chaotic. They become nightmares. Have you ever had a nightmare about Allah? Have you ever had a nightmare about mercy? Have you ever had a nightmare about compassion? Our own dreams inform us of the things that we don't see real clearly that we're doing in our everyday life. In life, we call it frustration. In our dreams, it's chaotic, out-of-control fear, which we've learned to control in our daily lives through our constant belief that these things, in dealing with that which is forbidden, is somehow okay. We need a very strong understanding of the things that will bring us peace and the things that won't bring us peace in order to find peace. If we try to force something on somebody, it won't bring us peace. The Quran says specifically, it is not your duty to force them. It is your duty to advise and then step back. Anytime we begin to encounter things that we shouldn't be doing or that we are somehow doing inappropriately, the psychic backlash is almost immediate in our dreams. And we should realize it. And we should take hints from this. We should know that nightmares have something to do with the chase that goes on in our everyday life for possession of illusory things. And as we try to possess more and more illusory things, the fear of losing them, not getting them, uh, having them somehow float away from us, uh, becomes evident in our dreams. And we should understand our dreams in this way. Now, that doesn't mean that all dreams are nightmares. 
And that doesn't mean that this is how all dreams are interpreted. But a good portion of them are, and this is why. Uh, As a mercy, we're shown our inappropriate behavior while we're sleeping. And if we can tune in to that enough, we can get the message and maybe begin to alter the way that we do things. We don't have nightmares about the qualities of God. We don't have nightmares about mercy and compassion and love. We have nightmares about the qualities that belong to Satan. We have nightmares about wanting to interact with the things that belong to Satan. And if we want to find peace while we're sleeping, we have to find peace while we're awake. The two of them run together. If we can make our life peaceful while we're awake, our life will be peaceful while we're asleep. In order to make our life peaceful, we have to develop gratitude. Because in a state of gratitude, Things like anger and jealousy and resentment and hastiness can exist because you're filled with the joy of gratitude. You're overwhelmed by the awe of the greatness of our Lord who has given us all these things that satisfy our existence. And in that state, the negative qualities get washed out. Gratitude washes them out. Gratitude makes them dissipate. Gratitude is like an acid on negative qualities. It puts them away. But if we think we aren't respected enough, if we think we don't get enough attitude uh, as to how important we are, if we think we're not famous enough, if we think we're not rich enough, if we think we're not powerful enough, if we think that we are lacking anything in this world, that creates the manure for the growth of resentment. It creates the manure for the growth of anger. It creates the manure for the growth of all of the qualities that keep us separate from Allah, keep us separate from other people, and allow us to find peace. Everybody talks about the fact that they want to be peaceful. But people aren't willing to do the things that are necessary in order to become peaceful. In order to become peaceful, 
we have to give up the things that bring about chaos. We have to give up the things that bring about all of the qualities that are opposed to peacefulness. Nobody ever started a war talking about how grateful we are for the existence that we now have and how everything's in place and how everything's peaceful. It won't work. We need to attack them because everything's okay here. The reaction to that uh, wouldn't work. It wouldn't bring about those kinds of things. But, of course, somebody who's wanting to try and start a war isn't going to say those things because they understand that the way you bring about wars is to create tension, to create unresolved situations, and to promise that if you can do certain things like uh, defeat a country next to you, these situations can be altered. Well, it's the same thing within ourselves. We begin to convince ourselves that if we do certain things, situations can be altered. I mean, some men who want a woman will kill the person they're having an affair with in order to make that woman available to themselves, at least in their head. Some men will kill their wife to be free to pursue someone else. Some women kill their husbands. It happens every day. This is one form of obsession. But there are so many forms of obsession. People kill their partners for money. It happened right around the corner from here at a restaurant uh, where a partner uh, killed a partner about 15 years ago. But if you read the paper, every day there are crimes of obsessive behavior. Essentially wanting something so much that you will go to whatever steps necessary to get it. Well, even if we don't go to steps that are outside the bounds of the law of the country, we still go outside of the bounds of what's permitted in the religious law. And we have to be very careful about that. The secular law of a country doesn't control our thinking. The secular law of a country doesn't control our attitudes. But unless we control our thinking, unless we control our attitudes, we're going to create a chaotic lifestyle inside of ourselves. So somehow we have to become satisfied. Somehow we have to become unattached and to what pulls from this world. This world has an enormous number of magnetic pulls. 
And if you watch advertising on TV or listen to it on the radio, read about it in the newspaper, these people who do advertising have figured out how to magnetically pull you into needing their specific product so that you will go out and buy them. But it's not just that. There are so many things out there that pull you. And we become magnetized to these pulls. With humility comes a change in nature. With humility, we turn metaphorically from steel to wood. And wood isn't attracted by magnets. And we have to become that which isn't attracted by magnets. That which isn't attracted by the sparkle and magnetism of the world. And to do this, we have to be very, very conscious of what's permitted and what's forbidden. What's halal and what's haram. And we can't just put this within the nature of what the world calls normative. Because the world is constantly trying to expand the envelope of normative. It's constantly trying to push everything to the edge, especially in a country like America, where there's enormous freedom of speech and the way we do things. People, lawyers, are constantly bringing issues to the courts with incredibly clever arguments, how certain things have to do with constitutional rights, how certain things have to do with freedoms, how there is no right and wrong about things that supposedly don't harm other people and that they should be allowed because it's being done. There's a rule about pornography in the law that if it is in common use in the area where it is being tried to abolish, you can't abolish it because it's already part of the common usage and the common standard within the area. And that's the law of the land right now. Um, the county that I used to practice in, a case was brought against a bookstore, and the judge ruled that since bookstores had, like that had existed for a, a long period of time, you couldn't close this one, and you couldn't close any others that wanted to start. So what they began to do was to zone them into certain areas, and they've sort of been able to do that. The point being that just because things are legal doesn't mean they're appropriate for you, and doesn't mean they won't lead to nightmares. If we want to stay out of our life being a nightmare, we have to do uh, what it is that's right. Um, the bookstore, of course, was a pornographic bookstore. And I hope you all understand that. But the point being that we need to cleanse ourselves and to purify ourselves. 
And this isn't automatic. This takes effort. This takes the ability to stop ourselves from going to certain places. This takes effort not to view certain things, not allow, not to allow our eyes to see certain things. This takes putting ourselves in certain kinds of shelter. Shelter from the world. Now, there's overdoing it. Uh, there's closeting people away. Uh, some religions have made covering women and hiding them the core of their religion to stop the so-called uh, inevitable uh, man's, the inevitability of man's lust from going towards them. Uh, as opposed to saying, men, stop your lust. Uh, areas and religions often set rules to make it easier for certain people within the religion to do what they're continuing to do. We need to be able to see through all that. This is not a path that is supposed to be simple. This is a path that's supposed to involve effort. And we have to put forth the effort towards our own purification. And in that effort... And in that purification, life will become much simpler. Life will become much easier. Gratitude will be easier to achieve. And the escape from chaos will come to us. We have to make this escape. We have to make the escape from the world into Hak, reality the world that belongs to God. We have to escape from the qualities that are the world and go to the qualities that are Allah's. Peace comes from interaction with peaceful things. Chaos comes from interaction with chaotic things. Lust and peace don't go together. And lust is not just sexual. Lust is for money. Lust is for land. Lust is for power. Lust is for fame. Lust is for the entire gamut of human emotions. And if we lust for any of these things, peace can't come. Um, animals, in the French word is woot, which means in their sexual frenzy, are very dangerous to come across because nothing will stop them from what it is that they want. Well, we can be the same way. We can get to the point where we become dangerous. Because nothing will stop us from what we want. And we become dangerous mostly to ourselves. Because in that state, peace cannot be ours. God's qualities cannot be ours. And without that, we are lost. So, 
we need to become found. And the way we become found is to put ourselves in front of Hak, in front of reality. And how do you put yourself in front of reality? By becoming merciful, by becoming compassionate, by becoming lovely, by bearing the qualities of love and presenting them to everyone around us and to ourselves. May Allah make us understand this point so that we actually incorporate it into our being. May he make it easy for us and may he make it so self-evident to us that everything else becomes nonsense. Amin, amin, ya Rabbil Alameen. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.